on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. Today we are going to be discussing the 2022 Diageo uh, special releases, which still are not in Florida. Thank you, Diageo. Hey. You're welcome. They are, they are right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the press sample came. Thank yeah. you. The, the press release. I came. don't care about anybody else. I care about who, you know, we're here. So here are the uh, whiskeys from this year's Diageo 2022 special releases. So we have the Talisker 11-year-old. We have the Oban 10-year-old. We have the Singleton of Glenord 15-year-old. Yes. The Klein Leash 12-year-old. The Cardus 16 the Cameron Bridge 26-year-old, and the Lagavulin 12-year-old. Aside from having the coolest packaging on planet Earth, the whiskey's pretty damn good, too, so... We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios why because that's where the good stuff is it sips suds and smokes with your smoking host the good old boys It's sipping time. Yes, it's sipping time again. Hello and welcome to this sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. We are the best thing on at 2 a.m. Nope, oh, nope, oh, nope, nope, nope. Cartwright's I caught gun smoke the other day. Well, we're, we're, what we can't even century compete. are you from, dude? We can't even compete. Yeah, is that like old school Yellowstone yes. or what? James yeah. Arnass. You know? All right. Netflix. Wednesday. Yeah. The or Adams th- Family. Th- or Thursday. No, no, no. The, the, sh- the show is called Wednesday. Or Thursday. I yeah. saw the preview for that. Have you seen it yet? I saw the first couple episodes. It's great. And? I love it. All right. It's really great, man. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's James Arness. It's, Mark, it's Matt Dillon. You know who his brother is, right? Peter Graves. Uh. Mission Impossible. I mean, come on. The coolest family ever. You know what I caught the other day on um, HBO is yes um, porn, but you're not allowed to talk about <laughs> that great here. Escape, the Great Escape, dude. Yeah, Some but it was the dirty version, you weirdo. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, Bridge on the River Kwai. Let's go back. Now that's a good one. Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness. Who would have known? Many years later, he would be Obi Wan. You can stream these things now. Exactly. So we're not the best thing on at two thirty. If you're streaming, we're the best thing on the radio. It's not the seventies. You don't do that anymore. Streaming? Is that where you <laughs> run around naked? Oh, no, that's streaking. Sorry, wrong guy. Right, right, yeah. right. Well, this is Made Man Bob, and joining me today are Made Man Brent. It's a pleasure to be here in the basement. Not. <laughs> wine, wine, <laughs> wine. And Made Man Maury. Good morning. I'm excited to be here in the dank, damp, lovely basement. Well, that's where your wife usually keeps you most of the time. <laughs> this is so, true. Yeah. That's why I feel right at home. Yeah. You want we, me to, we call him the gimp. Do you want me to put the chain and the collar on? Or, yeah. 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 Get, go get the gimp. Yeah. yeah. And good old boy, Justin. It is so great to be here because it's a really cool box and we get to drink all the stuff in it. 
There you go. And good old boy Harm. I I usually don't mean it, but thanks for having me, Bob. I told <laughs> this you. This is a really great day. <laughs> I told you. I told you you'd be happy. Well, our sip segments are about uh, wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and pretty much almost anything else you can sip. And today we are going to be discussing the 2022 Diageo uh, special releases. Which Woo! still are not in Florida. Thank you, Diageo. Hey. You're welcome. Huh? They are they are right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the press sample came. Thank yeah. you. The, the press release. I came. don't care about anybody else. I care about who's. You know, we're here. Yeah, we so, got it before we. You did. So here are the uh, whiskeys from this year's Diageo 2022 special releases. So we have the Talisker 11 year old. We have the Oban 10 year old. We have the Singleton of Glenord 15 year old. Yes. The Quine Leash 12 year old. The Cardew 16. The Cameron Bridge, 26-year-old, and the Lagavulin, 12-year-old. So let's have Justin tell us all about our SIPs ratings. Well, today we have one SIP. Give me a glass of champagne wishes to wash out my mouth. I'm going to guess you know, that that's supposed to be Robin Leach. Two SIPs. Nice. But what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Is Robin Leach still alive? No idea. I think he must have he's, just killed him. Probably. If he heard that, he's yeah. cringing somewhere. <laughs> if he was still alive, that pushed him over the edge. No cease and desist if he's not around. Mm -hmm. Three sips. Mm, interesting. What was this again? Interesting. Four sips. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That's classified. Five sips. Oh my! I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh my goodness! Yes! 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 I'm just not buying it. It's just not Robin Leachy enough. It's just not. Oh, it was. We're, it was we're here in Monte Carlo, and we're going to go and see someone's giant house who won't let you in. You know. You, that was you, very good. You got to get more. You know. You more leachy. It's more uh, car salesman-y, You yeah. know. You got to get it out there and everything. We're going to go see his giant, beautiful limousine. It's a nitro-injected garden weasel. Yeah. Yeah. You got <laughs> to push it up, man. Come on. So. <laughs> All right. Well, let's is, move is on. Robin Leachy or Leachy? Robin the Leach. His liqueur would be Robin Leach. Yeah, but no, Robin, Robin I, Leach. I prefer Leach. I don't, these people no. pronounce it Leachy. It's no, no, the Leach. The Leach, because that's, you know, I mean, he hangs out with rich people and mooches them. All right. So each year, the folks at Diageo search through their big catalog of aging stocks and create a unique collection of whiskeys for their special releases. Uh, we did them last year, and this year's release is called the Elusive Expressions, with the barrels for the release chosen by Diageo's master blender, Dr. Craig Wilson for their unique and individual character. As always, the media presentation and artwork for the special releases is visually stunning, and like last year's Legends Untold release, the original concept is by Kevin Tong, and the illustrations are by Ken Taylor. Um, that doesn't help you because we're if on you, the radio. If you see this on our uh, Instagram or Facebook, you will see a video of us actually opening the box. 
Um, Diageo is without a doubt the absolute king of, of, of media kit packaging. This thing is absolutely stunning. It even includes a QR code to take you to a virtual reality um, website where you can wander through this room with the galaxy as the ceiling and go into rooms and learn about each expression it's it's just it's stunning it's absolutely they put stunning. money into the the packaging yeah. and into wow. the stuff but let yeah. me tell you the real value is still in the whiskey yeah these guys did a great job yeah. so these are the most anticipated releases in the scotch world every year so let's get started we're gonna have harm tell us about our first whiskey thanks bob our first whiskey is the Talisker 11-year-old special release 2022, 55.1% ABV or 110.2 proof. Aged in American oak and ex-bourbon first fill, but it's uh, finished in refill wine season casks. The Talisker was founded in 1830 by the brothers Hugh and Kenneth McCaskill, who operated the distillery until bankruptcy until 1948. 1848. 1848, sorry. Uh, yeah, they only lasted like 18, 18 years. years. Yeah. Well, the distillery went through several owners then until Roderick Camp and Alexandra Allen bought the distillery in 1880 and expanded it. Camp sold out to Allen in 1892, and upon Allen's death in 1895, Allen's business associate, Thomas McKenzie, took control. McKenzie operated the distillery until his death in 1916, and then the distillery was taken over by a group of blenders, including John Walker and Sons, wonder who they are, and uh, John Dewar, another name I'd have never heard of, uh, W.P. Lowry and DCL. These firms eventually merged into what today is Diageo. So the color on this whiskey is a, a pale straw. A little bit, actually a little bit, a little bit redder than that. The nose, it's all about the seaside. There's maritime saltiness. There's a little dry seaweed. It's like a bonfire on the beach with the smoke coming out. Uh, they mention fresh linen. And now, I I really get that fresh linen in older Talisker. This is 11 years old, so I don't really get that much here. Um, oily texture on the palate. Let me try it again. Mm, 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 mm. Sweet and smoky with a, a, like a prickly spice. I mean, that spice comes, of, a, what is that, black pepper and clove? Just, it hits you on the all over the palate. There's like chili pepper. And, um, but underneath it all, there's a sweet fruit and smoke. I really just think they did a great job. And the finish is quite long. It's um, not super medicinal, but there's a little bit of more of that phenol that you would expect to get like from a Lagavulin. I'm sorry, a Lafroig rather than a Lagavulin. And um, I just think they did a nice job. Uh, Maury, what do you think? I know you don't like the style, right? Well, no, actually, I think it's improved quite a lot since I poured it. When I first poured it in the glass, I felt like it was a little closed, a little out of balance. Everything you said, I think, is spot on. Uh, but I thought air did a wonderful, wonderful things to this whiskey. It really kind of smoothed it out. It blew off some of the over expression of uh, of some of the smoke at the beginning. And, and I really agree with you that it, it's coming to its own. And everything you've said is really spot on. It's unique. It's definitely not a whiskey for the faint of heart and for the masses, but it's a, it's a little bit of a geeky whiskey. I think it's really interesting. It's well-balanced, well-made, and uh, it's just a little bit off the mainstream. It's different from the regular Taliskers. Like other Taliskers, sure. I can see more 
ginger and sweetness coming. This is a different style. Yeah. Yeah. Brent, what'd you think? Yeah. I thought this one here, initially the smoke didn't balance very well. And since it's, since it's set in the glass, blown off and a lot of that, it's come back and it's, it's a little bit better, but it's still, it's a, like, it's a little bit geeky to me that it's not something that I prefer when I drink. You know, well, it is scotch. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> there's a lot of good scotches out there, but this is not the kind of scotch that I prefer. No, and that's different for everybody. It doesn't mean that, you know, it doesn't mean that it's not for a lot of people. It's just not what I prefer. Just like some of the bourbons. Some people like certain ones and they don't. And know, then there's, there's no Brent ones. who likes every single every one. Every single <laughs> bourbon. Yeah. yeah. If it's brown and bourbon, drink it down. Yeah. But we got is, a little rule back home. If it's brown, drink it down. Mm-hmm. This isn't brown, though. This is a light straw. It's kind of brown. <laughs> it's not even close to brown. Yeah. Right. That's it's why. Not, I, see, that's they're why talking about you, Harvey. It's yeller. It's they're, yeller. Yeah, they're talking yeah. about you. I, I, I got your bag. What do you think, Justin? So instead of a linen note, I got more of like a dryer full of machine wash um, dress shirts. But that's kind of quibbling. I thought it was really well balanced. I think they were going for a certain profile flavor profile and i think they hit it right on the head i'm just trying to figure out how you know what laundry smells like you've never done laundry in your get, life no i used to get paid to do it when i was a kid i don't believe you I, i've I, I i've met your mom she didn't pay you for anything she did <laughs> i didn't get an allowance but i got jobs that was my job well we'll be back Hey, and we're back, and we're discussing the special releases from Diageo for 2022. We're talking about the Talisker 11-year-old special release. Um, I think this, I like this one right out of the bottle, but I think with air, it's gotten even better. Yeah. It's just that, that, that fresh sea spray, seaweed note. It's like a day at the beach on the nose, and just, again, that, that, that fresh out of the, just open up the dryer with, fresh linens in it like you said it's like it's like that it's like the 30 it's got that that no the 30 has less much less smoke and yeah you but, it's, linen. but it's still got that linen like the 30 so yeah. well that was off the air we yeah. can't just mention stuff off that we did talk about off the air man oh so we shouldn't talk oh you reference that oh i shouldn't talk about that no, thing that we had to hide <laughs> <laughs> uh justin hide the lime in the shovel okay um Done. on the palette Mm. beautiful palette got a great oily texture to it very mouth coating very sweet on the front palette the smoke comes in on the back um just a beautiful note and when like, you like, guys try it with water it's 110 proof it doesn't really need it but and, and like you said with a drop it, of water wow it's got a prickliness to it to the heat yeah um really really well done um fantastic uh i can't if, believe it's only 11 years old yeah if you've got any extra cases this laying around uh you have the address um so we're going to be we're going to be rating the talisker 11 year old special releases 2022 uh well deserved four sips that's classified so let's move on to our next whiskey and we're going to have brent tell us about that one thanks bob our next whiskey is the oban 10 year old special release 2022 57.1 abv 114.2 proof aged in refill in new american oak and amontillo amontillado amontillado season cask <laughs> yep you guys are going to get me on that one for mm-hmm. sure it was just a test and i failed 
<laughs> Oban was established in 1793 by brothers John and Eve Stevenson, who built a brewery at the site of an, what today is the Oban distillery. The brothers began distilling at the site in the following year. The Oban distillery remained with the, within the Stevenson family until 1866 when it was sold to Peter Cumstie, a local businessman who operated the business until 1883 when he then sold to John Walter Higgin. With the arrival of the railroad in 1888, it became easier to get their whiskey to market and the business grew. This growth led to Higgin rebuild the distillery before he sold in 1898 to Alexander Edward. Edward in turn operated the distillery until 1930, where it was acquired by DCL, which became Diageo. The color on this is a very light straw color. On the nose, you get fruit, fruit, fruit. It's a fruit bomb. Fruit. You get fruit. You just, I mean, just about any kind of fruit you can think of, except for your red fruits. Yeah, your lemons, your oranges, your apples. Uh, pears. Pears. Yeah, everything. Everything. Pears, in pears, pears. <laughs> exactly. On the palate, it's the same thing. All those fruits just come on through. Uh, you get a little bit of a little bit of a chili pepper on there, you know, spicy pepper to to break it up a little bit. This is a beautiful expression, you know. This is one that I enjoy, where the last one I didn't enjoy, <laughs> not as much as we did. That's no, I, I mean, but that's why that's why they make different. Yeah. That's why they make different ones. So one you can enjoy, one you don't have to enjoy. This doesn't taste like any other Obon I've had, though. Does this taste like an Obon for you? No, it's unusual. It's really interesting, but I agree with Brent. It's completely a fruit bomb, both the palate and the nose. It's what's what makes it fascinating and interesting is it's so fruity and just different than anything it's else. It's hard that not I to like this drinking. One. Well, I think it's the Amontillado cask that makes the difference because Amontillado is. Uh, it's not the sweetest sherry. It's not the driest sherry. It's right in the middle. It's the hardest sell for me for retailing. Uh, it's it's in the middle. It's saltier. It's not as it doesn't have the acidity as some of the others. It's it's different, and I it brings you all these great fruits. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember I don't an Amontillado with this much fruit on it. To me, no, the Amontillado is a little bit more the, the scotch astringent. Yeah. Amontillado yeah. tends to be a little bit more astringent right. and yeah. dry, maybe even a little nutty. And yeah, I, definitely I, nutty. I'm not sure I get any of those notes on this whiskey. But you're not getting you're not getting the dried raisins from Pedro Jimenez. You're no. not getting this, the no, red no. fruits from Oloroso. You're not getting all the nuttiness like a fino, which is bone dry. This is in the middle. Mm-hmm. And that just brought some, it's made magic. Yep. The scotch has to also be giving it that spicy pepper. Yeah. You know, that yeah, has definitely. to be giving it that as well, you know, to bring that out. It's a, it's a fruit and a fruit and spicy pepper that just really works well. Justin. So this Oban is like the worldwide wrestling federation decided to take regular Oban and just turn it up to 11. It is way more intense. Usually he's going to 11. Yeah, usually it's like 80 proof and it's delicate. This one is in your face. Wow, but good. Where did the Worldwide Wrestling Federation come in? I was wondering the same thing myself. They do everything over the top and intense. You know, all their marketing. I don't think they call it the WWF anymore because that's the World Wildlife Fund. It's the WWE now. E. Well, you know, I'm living in 1985. So Hmm? what's the E? I don't know. Entertainment. Wrestling. When the guy jumps off the top row, he goes, <laughs> flies through the air. Oh, that yeah. explains a lot why he no longer says, what? F. 
when he <laughs> falls on the guy and the knee goes in that tender Federation spot, used to be the F word. Yeah. You know? yeah, and they've now he, rated it. Well, when it hits a tender spot, you can't Remember use that word. Remember when the WWF sued the WWE to keep WWF for worldwide? Worldwide. I'm sorry, the world. Uh, what was this? Yes, world no, fund? Believe it or not, uh, as an attorney, I don't follow that. The Rock. They did. The big old pandas. Is that right? Yeah. Believe it or not, I don't spend my legal time following case law from wrestling. So. <laughs> We should. Well, you're missing out because that's the best yeah. precedent site. <laughs> so, yeah, Bob, this, what do you think about this? It's one? very. It, it's a very different open. Uh, it's very different from the standard, but I'm loving it. It doesn't I mean, taste anything like the standard. It is a huge, huge fruit bomb. And if you're a person who likes a fruity whiskey, man, go grab this. It is awesome. It's apples and oranges and lemons and, and pears. I don't think it's a geeky fruity whiskey. No, either. No, 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 no. I mean, I don't think it's like that. No, you know, I mean, no, it's just really approachable and beautiful. Yeah, it's got milk chocolate in the tip of the nose. It's got brown sugar on the palate. It's apples and pears and plums and sweet oranges and toffee. Yeah, one of their tasting notes mentioned olive oil, and I wasn't getting it until now. I get there. olives. I get the olive, olive oil in the oil. nose, not on the palate. Hold on. Hmm. It's there. It's there. It's really wonderful. If it ever shows up in Florida, Diageo, I would love to buy some from now, my I get, store. I get it. I get it on the nose. I don't get it on the palate. But I mean, just really, I mean, Oban's always a good a good pour, but this one's this one's special. I yeah. mean, this one's absolutely a special. special release. Yeah, there's a reason. Well, <laughs> we're going to be rating the Oban ten year old special release 2022. Well deserved. Oh my goodness! Five yeah. sips. Yeah. Yeah. Five sips on a ten year old. That's yeah. really awesome. So we're going to go to our next whiskey, and we're going to have Maury tell us about that one. Why, thank you, Bob. This the is next... a good one. Don't mess it up. <laughs> I'll try. Okay. Um, the next whiskey is the Singleton. He messed it up. Of Glen Ord, 15-year-old special release, 2022, 54.2% ABV, 108.2 proof, aged and refilled American and European oak, and some wine seasoned casks. The Glen Ord I am very aroused. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad you are. The Glen Ord Distillery was established in 1838 by Robert Johnstone and Donald McLennan until they went bankrupt in 1847. Didn't take them long, nine years. The distillery was reopened in 1855 with new owners, Alexander McLennan and Thomas McGregor. After McLennan's death, his widow remarried to Alexander McKinsey, who took over running the distillery in 1877. McKinsey sold the distillery in 1896 to the blending house of James Watson and Son. In 1917, with World War I raging, the distillery was closed due to barley rationing. They reopened in 1919, and the distillery was sold in 1923. Thomas Dewar and Sons, which became part of DCL, was closed the distillery again in 1939, and it remained closed until 1946. In 1966, the distillery tripled production when they went from two stills to six. In 1985, DCL merged with Guinness to form United Distillers Limited, and in 1997, they merged with Grand Metropolitan to become none other than Diageo. Well, this whiskey has a 
nice light copper color to it on the nose lots of fruit again another fruit bomb peaches and red berries orange stewed spiced apricots a little bit of toffee and a hint of oak on the palate a lot of sweet fruit apples and pears and raspberries a hint of pound cake even a little bit of spicy grape and the finish i would say was medium to long this is a really really interesting whiskey again something uh out of the norm of what you might experience on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis. And I found it very interesting and really pleasant. What do you think, Brett? I also enjoyed this one. Um, the the spiciness and the and the fruits on the palate, you know, this one and the previous one, they're, they're entirely different, but they both kind of have the same kind of characteristics yeah. with that fruit and the spiciness. It's just different fruits and different spice. And it works really well together. I don't know if people understand that through the radio, you know, but, you know, there's different fruits and different spices and they just, they, they work really well. So I'm uh, happy with this one as well. Justin? So I got the notes that we previously mentioned, but it definitely like a, there's a nice overlay of like English breakfast tea notes over the whole thing. And um, you don't often get, a mildly spicy finish on a scotch like this and not not only is it very good it's very unique what do you think harm i think there's no such thing as very unique unique is the superlative it's either unique or it's not so it's unique very <laughs> <laughs> got you that time Smart all right so up. The Singleton is a brand that actually uses multiple single distilleries. The one we get here, mostly in the United States, is the Singleton of Glendullen. Yeah. This is the Singleton of Glenord, which is generally a European-only release. I've been lucky enough to taste several Singletons of Glenord, and I feel like the Europeans are screwing us over because the Glenord tends to be a lot better Harm. than Glendullen. Everyone is screwing you over. Yeah, No, no, no. no. Oh, Could be. They're just paranoid. Yeah. America. They're screwing them over to America. I'm not taking it personally. I'm just saying oh, I'm them just Europeans are keeping the better stuff for themselves. So the the Glen Ord is the fruity, more rich style than we get than the, the Glendellen. And this is a it's hard to find Glen Ords in America, and this is the one you want. So Singleton of Glen Ord, wow. Fruit bomb. Everything you guys said was right. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's wonderful whiskey. Yeah, it's stewed apples, it's toffee, there's a little bit of oak on the nose, and on the palate, it's just, it's like sweet apple butter, um, pears, pound cake, there's a bit of a grapiness to it. I mean, it, it's a, it's an absolutely lovely whiskey, and I'm with him. I think the Glenord is always better than the Glendellen, um, and I think they keep it away from us on purpose. I think they're just doing it on purpose to be mean, but uh, thankfully, they let this one through. And it's fabulous. Mm. So we're going to be rating the Singleton of Glenord 15-year-old Diageo Special Release 2022. A well-deserved four sips. That's classified. So let's go on to our next whiskey, which is the Kleinleash 12-year-old Special Release. 58.5% uh, ABV, 117 proof. It's aged in refill American oak and PX and Oloroso sherried casks. 
Kleinweish was established in 1819 by the Duke of Sutherland. In 1827, the distillery went bankrupt. You ever notice it's every distillery you ever read? Well, it was, yeah. somebody opened it, ran it for a decade. It went broke. This Not guy even. bought it. He ran it. It went broke. Yeah. It's bankruptcy or yeah. fire. And it, yeah, exactly. So 1827, Insurance they went under. fire. And it was assumed by John Matheson. And he, in turn, sold the destroyer to George Washington Sons in 1846. In 1896, it was acquired by blenders Ainsley and Heilbrunn in partnership with John Risk, who became the outright owner in 1912. In 1925, it was taken over by DCL and then subsequently closed. It reopened in 1960 and operated until 67, when a new distillery was built next door and operations were moved there. The original distillery became the legendary Brora Distillery. Um, if you're a Scotch fan, everybody knows that one. Um, in 1985, DCL merged with Guinness to form United Distillers. In 97, they merged with Grand Met and, again, became Diageo. So this one, again, a lovely, lovely whiskey. Got a beautiful, just a very beautiful light gold color to it. Fruitcake brown butter or brown sugar and butter butterscotch and a little hint of raisin on the nose it's got a little bit of waxiness to it and on the palate mm, got a beautiful thick mouth coat to it it goes all around the tongue down the throat up the back um it's got some raisins got sultanas got a little bit of uh sultanas are raisins Different. Different. A um, little bit of chocolate, not dark chocolate, like in between. Uh, like, Got a beautiful mouthfeel to it. I mean, lovely, absolutely lovely whiskey. What would you think, Arm? I think everything you said is spot on, Bob. Okay, this then moving on. Nothing. We can skip him. Okay, okay, then, yeah. then I will uh, chime in and say that this one, to me, I thought the... The Oloroso casks overpowered it. I thought it was too much, too much really? raisin, too much plum on it, and oh, it, and it didn't balance on. out. Now I'm going to cut me. you. Right, exactly. It didn't balance out as well for me I, as it did. I think you're mistaken. I'm sorry. As much as I love you and like to agree with you, I think you missed the boat on this one. This Dude, one is the one that just didn't. This just didn't is hit the best Kleinleash I've ever had. Yeah, I'm not a huge Kleinleash fan. This is the one. Yeah. No, this is a beautiful This Klein is the Leash. Neo of Klein Leash. Yeah. It's just got all those layers and, and really lovely stuff. You really think Oloroso overpowered And this? that's the thing about it. so. The layers to it. Taste it now and then come back in 10 minutes and taste it again and come back in 10 minutes. And the finish just goes on and oh, on and yeah. on. The finish, I mean, that's the one thing I didn't mention is I, I took the last sip four minutes ago and I still taste it. It just, it doesn't go away. Well, you got another 10 minutes to go because yeah. it's. Yeah, yeah, it just, yeah, it's forever. I mean, it's, this is. You mentioned the waxiness. You. It's, it coats your palate like yeah. that. This is the best Klein Leash I've ever had. I'm, I'm with you on that one. I and, mean, Klein Leash, the general release is a 14-year-old yeah. Klein Leash. And I've always been like, yeah, it's there. It's it's, okay. I mean, it's a solid whiskey. There's nothing wrong with it. But this, without no, no, a doubt, no, is no, the best one I've ever had. There's nothing wrong with it, but there's yeah. nothing that recommends it. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. This, this one. I want. Boom. I want to go out of my way to get this one. Yeah. Again, Diageo, please send it to Florida. What'd or the United think, States Justin? in general. It'd be great. So this spirit for me, what made it unique was the mouthfeel. It would start out with like a light oiliness and then it would finish dry and it would just make you want to keep drinking it. 
to get that light oily feel at the beginning again. So I could definitely sit down and polish a bottle off of this. I've, I've seen you sit down and polish off a bottle of <laughs> much lesser than this. So that doesn't it's, really mean a lot. It's 117 proof. I didn't add any water to it. Did you guys add any water at all? No, I didn't think mm-hmm. it needed water no. at all. No. no. I just enjoy it the way it is. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's just, it's it's got such a great mouth coat, though. That's the thing. When you, when you, I mean, you Brent, take the Brent tiniest. leave the room when we taste this You whiskey. take the tiniest you know, how, how sip and it's. How can you say this was bad? You taste it I everywhere. I didn't say it was bad. I just said I thought that, Too, that it was uh, you a little bit. unbalanced. Right. I just thought it was unbalanced for me. Doesn't mean it's not un- not balanced for you. It's unbalanced for me. That's all. We've often said that Brent is unbalanced. I am very unbalanced. That's a fact. <laughs> His psychiatrist said that <laughs> to me. The more he drinks, the, the, mm. the less balance he has. Right. Well, we're going to be rating the uh, Klein Leash 12-year-old special releases 2022 a extremely well-deserved five sips. Oh, my goodness. Yes. 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 And we'll be back. Hey, and we're back, and we are discussing the special releases from Biagio for 2022. And off the air, we were discussing why Brent was wrong, but he's actually right. Everybody has a different flavor palette. They're just wrong. That's all. <laughs> I mean, you can have a different opinion. It's just wrong. Yeah, you, can, you, can have, so. you can have the wrong opinion. Yeah, you can right. have all the wrong opinions you want. I don't really care. Yeah, <laughs> heck with you. So we're going to go to our next one. We're going to have Justin tell us about that one. So we're going to talk about... Thank you, Justin. It's been nice having you on the radio today. (laughs) Well, the fat man made a funny. (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about Cardu 16-year-old special releases, 2022. It's 58% alcohol by volume or 116 proof. Refilled and recharred. American oak, Jamaican pot still rum season casks. Cardew can trace its origins all the way back to 1811, when John and Helen Cumming first began illicit distilling on their farm in Speyside. Business was good, and looking to protect the business they had built, Cardew became the first of the Speyside distilleries to apply for a license under the Excise Act in 1823. They knuckled under, man. They gave, they gave over to the man. I think they knew their number was sold out. They sold out, became licensed (laughs) and paid their taxes. Yeah. 1884, they rebuilt the distillery, selling the old stills to William Grant, who was building his Glenfiddich distillery in Dufftown. Looking to secure one of the main components in their blends. The distillery was purchased by John Walker and sons in 1893 and today, Cardew acts as the home for Johnny Walker. Keep on walking. Mm-hmm. The color of this spirit is a light yellow. On the nose, toffee, pears, mango, pineapple, lemons, and a little bit of white chocolate. On the palate, the mouthfeel is creamy. There's toffee, apples, pears, rum cake, and chocolate. The finish is um, long and sweet with a little bit of spice. It definitely tastes like a um, the Jamaican rum cast that it was seasoned in. I think it was balanced well. 
What did you think, Corey? Uh, you know, I think you nailed the description spot on. I really am having a hard time adding anything to what you said. Okay, I, moving on. <laughs> I mean, really, the, the tropical notes from the rum cask really come through. It reminds me of, um, I think it's Balvini does a, a tropical rum cask finish, and it reminds me a little bit of that. They have a 14-year-old, and they have a 27-year-old in a, a mm. Caroni barrel. Yeah, oh I haven't had the 27, yeah. but the 14 is is out there, and it's yeah. a beautiful. Here they call it Caribbean rum. Everywhere else they call it Cuban rum. Well, that's Correct. the 14. The, yeah. the, the, the Caroni is not from Cuba. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I really think you nailed it, Justin. I think this is delicious. Uh, it was really a surprise. Um, I, I thought it was wonderful. Exactly. It's uh, it's a tropical paradise, you know, and um, this one here. This is a Scotch Brent liked. Brent well, yeah. has to like this one. He's a yeah, sailor. But, it's in rum cask. Come on, but, man. <laughs> the other thing is, is that this one's got that, this one's got that exactly little raisin, that raisin well, to the, on the palate that you get a little bit over that, but it's. It's spread out and it's balanced over all those all those other fruits and stuff. And this is why I like this one. It's uh, very well balanced, um, very fruity. It's going down to the Caribbean, going out in the tropics, and enjoying yourself. Just like the last one was the best climb leash I've ever had, this is the best Cardew I've ever had. I mean, regular Cardew, for 20 years we couldn't get it in this country because they were drinking it all in Spain and Diageo increased production by building a new distillery and um, and the regular 12 year old Cardew is what you find everywhere this special release of the 16 year old with the Jamaican rum casks, another level uh, the best Cardew I've ever had in my life wonderful stuff it's not you, it's me no actually it's not me, it is you mm. tropical fruits Bob, do you Bob, want to chime in here? yeah, I've got a I've just. My mind is a raging torrent, flooded with rivulets of thought, cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives. Okay, that's enough. I mean, it's just yeah. I that pretty much sums it up. Again, I've got to. I've got to agree with Harm. This is the best cardo I've ever had. I mean, this this is just me too. So fantastic. <laughs> Well, Brent, you've never found a car do you liked, so the fact that you liked one is really yeah. quite an improvement. Just creamy, <laughs> so it's, creamy it's mouth all about toffee up front, and then the fruits just come in. It's gorgeous. It's got that beautiful coating creaminess, especially in the front along the teeth. It's just like, oh, it's just so well done. Uh, it just, again, it, it, what more can you say? It's it's a fantastic car do. Um can't believe it tastes this good at only 16 years, but wow. We're going to rate the Cardu 16-year-old special release 2022 a well-deserved 5-6. Oh, six. my goodness. Yes! 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 All right, so we're going to have Brent tell us about the next one. Thanks, Bob. Our next whiskey is the Cameron Bridge 26-year-old special releases 2022, 56.2% ABV. That's 112.4 proof. It's aged in refill American oak casks. Cameron Bridge is the oldest and largest grain distillery in Europe, founded by John Hague in 1824. With the rise of blended Hague. whiskeys, John Hague. With the rise of blended whiskeys, John decided to make grain whiskey in 1829 and install a patent still, which was invented by his cousins Robert Stein. When Aeneas Coffee improved upon the continuous still with his own patent, they installed two coffee stills. In 1877, Cameron Bridge joined eight other grain distillers to create Distillers Company Limited. 
which gave them control of 75% of Scotland's grain capacity. In 1985, DCL merged with Guinness to form United Distillers Limited, and in 1997, they merged with Grand Metropolitan to become Diageo. I think that's a come becoming a monopoly. This Diageo guy. Well, this is a Diageo show. Right? <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Their lawyers will appreciate you saying <laughs> yes, this. They will. The um, <laughs> this is a nice, nice light straw color. The um, little bit on the darker, darker straw side there, uh, but the on the nose, you get some. You get this. Uh, you get you get caramel and toffee. You get some. Some of those um, Caribbean fruits, like a like a mango and the papaya, a little bit of apples. Mangoes from India, not the Caribbean. Those Caribbean mangoes are completely inferior to Indian mangoes. I'm no, looking at you, Maury. You, you and your mango trees. This is good on the palate. On the you're palate, right, you right. get uh, you get the butterscotch and caramel. Uh, you get a little bit of uh, you get some of those fruits that come through. A little bit of milk chocolate in there. Um, some sugar. It's it's just a beautiful. I mean, coach your mouth. I'm very much enjoying this. This is something that uh, everybody can enjoy, I believe. We don't know the mash bill on this, but when they talk about grain whiskeys from Scotland, it's corn and wheat. Is it mostly wheat in Cameron Bridge? I don't know. It varies by basically what they've got. But I'm just glad to see that they include... Uh, grain whiskey in the special releases because I think it's an underappreciated category of whiskey from Scotland. I mean, I've had some fantastic aged grain whiskey. We have whiskeys. had some amazing grain you know, whiskeys that, that, that we really drink really the hedonism yeah. from Compass Box. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's so other, many what was the really one you bought, Justin uh, for a three year Gordon. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And this is very similar to that. So. I had a I had a North British forty five year old thing. that yeah. was distilled in the seventies. Inexpensive. I mean, we're we're talking yeah. on a couple hundred bucks max, and they're forty five year old whiskeys. Yeah, they're yeah. Fantastic. I had a, I had a canvas. It was like thirty something odd years old, and I'm yeah. like, how much is this? Are you kidding me? Yeah. So I'm really happy to see that they included it in the special releases. And um, this one is absolutely lovely. And again, caramel and toffee on the nose, but but the butterscotch comes through. The mangoes are there. The toffee is there. The milk chocolate is there. The brown sugar is there. Uh, absolutely beautiful whiskey. What what do you think, Justin? I got buttery grits on the nose, and I loved it. And on the palate, for me, it was a chocolate bomb in the best possible way. Um, I really love grain whiskey. But it's not dark chocolate. It's like no milk no, chocolate, like a milk, like a milk yeah, chocolate. Hershey's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like a little darker than milk. Just, yeah, not just, lint. Yeah, you know. Or, it's definitely not, not, you know, high proof, uh, dark, dark chocolate. It's yeah, no. definitely closer to milk. Well, you know, when you, get, you make though. your own chocolate milk with the Hershey's syrup. Yeah. yeah, it's like that. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I agree. I thought this whiskey had some really unusual notes that I couldn't even put my finger on that just made it really unique. Um, I, well, you can. It just makes your finger wet. <laughs> <laughs> Here, watch. Like, Ew. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I just thought it was delicious. It was really a surprise in the glass. It was like nothing I've had in quite some time. It just it just came together. It's, it's hard in, not in to a enjoy this one. symphony. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, this one is. It's, it's hard re- not to get in your, enjoy getting your fingers it's, wet. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm. 
it's beautiful. <laughs> it's light, um, but the flavor is there. It's 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 a it's the whole package. So we're going to be rating the Canberra Bridge twenty six year old special release. That's what I just said. I've been rating some alcohol. Four sips. That's classified. Uh, it's it's not the best Cameron Bridge I've had, but it's damn good. Those other well, pitter patter. Let's get at her. Yeah, come on. You got a few minutes left. Let's go. Come on. Okay, come on. Come last on. whiskey. A very few minutes Don't left. Don't break come your on. arm. Pat yourself on. on the back. Yeah. Keep moving. It's not you. It's me. No, actually, it's not me. It is you. <laughs> it's always harm. <laughs> it's always harm. I don't harm. even know what your name is, bud. Yeah. Okay. You want to start talking? I mean, yeah. if you were waiting for the opportune moment, that was it. Yeah. Today? <laughs> Today, maybe. Lagavulin. Yeah. Okay. Is our last whiskey of the day. Uh, the Lagavulin 12 year old special releases 2022, 55.1% ABV, 110.3 proof, Asian American and ex bourbon fill and refill, plus wine season casks. Lagavulin was founded in 1816 by John Johnston. John Johnston. That's not John Johnson. Johnston. Not, not John. Don Johnson. He operated the distillery until his death in 1836. When he was purchased by Alexander Graham, the Graham family opened this to operate the until 1862. A bunch of stuff about people. We'll Eventually, he goes to Diageo. We'll have his work with a telephone net. It goes to Diageo. Where we go? Okay. So Tell us the about color is uh, a reddish straw color. The notes on the nose here. They're standing on a beach on the ocean in space uh, on on Isla. You're, if you smell the seaweed, you smell the smoke because somebody's got a bonfire down the way. And there's apples and tea and leather, and it's it's all there. And there's like like smoked fish notes going on. And then you put it on the mouth. Mm. Sounds like an S and M convention. Mm-hmm. Well, he would know about such things. Well, a little leather and smoked fish. Yeah, there you go. Texture's oily. There's um, a beautiful sweetness underneath. There's a little bit of citrus. There's a lot of black pepper and salt and smoke. Um, it's it's deeper and richer than other Lagavulins I've had without being overly smoky, without being overly um, phenolic. It's gorgeous, and it's got an earthy note to it that lasts forever on the finish. I would agree with everything you said. However, I want to say that it changed dramatically from the time we first poured it. When I first poured it in the glass, it was overwhelmed by the the bonfire, the smoke, and could just be your sissy. That could be it. But honestly, this is a bonfire about a hundred yards away. No, with thirty, forty-five minutes in the glass and plenty of oxygen and plenty of time, it's evolved into all the things you just said. But this is not a whiskey that you can pour in your glass and chug down. Yes, you can. (laughs) No. Yes, you can. Yes, I I drink it. Come on. Okay. Back me up, Brent. Okay. So let me say about this. The smoke initially, you're like you just you take your initial nose to it. And you're and like it takes your breath oh away. Oh my god! It takes I'm gonna your deal with away. this. I'm gonna deal with this. Yet you, you get a little bit. You, you go in a little bit, and this is one of the most one of the most balanced smoky whiskeys that I've had. This is the campfire on the beach smoked 
you know, that, uh, that you're going to have with, uh, this is with like a clam, a clam bake, bake. like a clam, clam bake or something like that. You get some saltiness. When you throw the seaweed on top of the fire for the clam bake, that's it. Right. But initially you don't, initially you don't get that. Initially the smoke is like, oh my gosh. And then once you let it evolve, now this is a very balanced. I think you and Maury just overly sensitive. What to I'm smoke. trying to figure out is how two wussies that are this sensitive to smoke can possibly be certified barbecue judges with me. Explain that one to me. If I mean, what I am telling you guys how balanced this is after it sits for a couple yeah, minutes, exactly. and then they're going to complain about it. I know, like one of the most balanced smoky whiskeys I've ever had, and they're going to complain. Justin, I understand how they work. Yeah. What do you think? I'm I'm sick of hearing from them. So yeah. I've had a few Lagavulins before, and this one, this and one more will make a pair. I've heard you had more than a few, buddy. I tell you what, this just really reminds me of like drinking whiskey on the beach in the winter yeah it's just 100%. so nice Can't i wish i had going. more so i could get lost in this i love yeah. it this is a chocolatey finish i just had to drop one. yeah everything reminds me of drinking whiskey somewhere you ever notice that you yeah. have a <laughs> you have a problem you need help yeah no 12, no 12 steps buddy no. it's got the little steps. saltiness to it it's it's, it's I'm, yeah. I'm loving my denial lover. i'm good yeah this is a deeper, richer version of most Lagavulins I've had. This is it's completely good. different than most Lagavulins. I think it's got much more complexity. Well, we're going to be rating the Lagavulin 12-year-old special release 2022 from Diageo. A well-deserved five sips. Oh, my goodness. Yes! 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 Well, aside from having the coolest packaging on planet Earth, um, the whiskey's pretty damn good too so were they all uh, fours and fives today yeah they were all fours and fives yeah yeah and it's it's the special releases they don't put anything in these that isn't good so hopefully they'll be kind enough to send us the 2022 uh distillers editions and we'll get to bring those to you probably in the new year so i uh, want to thank uh our host for bringing uh joining us thank you brent you know it actually was a pleasure today thank you maury Thank you, Bob. Thank God you made Brent wear pants today. I feel a lot less intimidated. Thank you, Justin. Whiskey was so damn good, I don't care if Brent was wearing pants or not. And thank you, Harm. I can't believe Brent was really appreciative of a Scotch show. Thank you. Anything can happen. Well, for Sip, Suds, and Smokes, is Made Man Bob reminding you life is too short to drink bad whiskey. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap... Just Tap it in. The subscribe button. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone. Play podcast Sip Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle at sipsudsandsmokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands, millions, and millions of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping.
This has been a One Tan Hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. Thank <laughs> you.